Hey everybody, what's up? I'm Key. Welcome to the next episode of I Am Who I Am, Raw, Uncut, and Unfiltered. All right, hello. Welcome back to my story of accountability. I hope you guys enjoyed that last episode. Please like and comment and share with me how you feel about this. I definitely want to know. But let's go ahead and jump right back in. So I left you guys at where I was at and where I pretty much had to move back in with my mom. And I shared with you what happened in, you know, in me having to move back in with my mom and my family's feelings um, when that situation took place. So let's jump right in. The thing about you know moving back in was pretty much at the fact that there was a lot going on um I made um just a lot of bad choices and ultimately it just was like you know what you got to go back home so I did now when I moved back in with my mom uh, we really weren't there for that long my family had been looking at another house um so that way you know we have more space more room things of that nature and also um just to have something different especially the area at the time like we didn't really like the area that we were in so it was time to make a move when it came down to that though I was not part of the decision making Because, for one, I wasn't supposed to be there. I was supposed to be out, doing my own thing, whatever the case was. So, you know, they got a house. And in doing so, once again, like, I was pretty much left without a room. So, I had to make do with what is what was a loft, right? A loft. Um, And I, you know, had to create my space there. So, I did. And the transition was really that, well, well, when we first moved in was that everybody was still kind of pretty much like in their feelings about everything that was going on with me and everything like that, that I wasn't doing right. Um, And like I said, I don't blame them at all for how they felt. I was also pissed at myself for a lot of the decisions that I had made and things that were going on. So that was something that I really had to turn around. So where accountability comes in that was taking a look at everything that had happened, listening to what my family was pissed about and making the changes, right? So I didn't... Stop completely going out and stuff. I just did it less frequently. And I still continue to work. Um, I, I still continue to work. Um, I continue to pay my bills. But one stipulation that I had, you know, for living with them was that I had to pay the, the cable bill, the cable and internet bill. So that was my one thing that I had to do I wasn't helping out with groceries um I wasn't helping out with anything else um and it just came down to that so as I'm living with them 
Um, a couple of things happened. Well, for one, there was a very tragic loss of one of my close friends. Um, the second thing was, was that I was in a car accident. This car accident that I had got into was real just... I guess it, this was the first accident I had been in in a while because the first car accident I had got was like a month after my mother had co-signed for that first car that I was telling you about. So this was some years later. Okay. And it like it and it took place in. It took place, I want to say, maybe like a week or so or a few days after learning about what happened, what tragically happened to my friend. Um, I was driving, I was on my way somewhere, and I instantly, I was driving, I was going straight, and this car, like, T-bones me trying to beat me into the parking lot. The dumbest, like, I'm not going to say, like, the dumbest thing ever, but that's one thing like I just never understood like if you see me coming straight my light is green you're in the turning lane waiting to turn how do you hit me in my front end like make like makes no sense but anyways that was something that started a cycle of other things I got hit and after the adrenaline and everything and me being pissed off I started to feel pain in my neck and in my back. So that progressed into neck and back injuries. And I had to go to chiropractors. I had to do physical therapy, all kind of stuff. But at the time of the accident, you know, like I called my mom frantically. I'm like, I just got in a car accident. You know, this person just hit me. This is then the third. Now my whole family is like rushing out the house to, you know, come check on me and see what's going on. Um, because of that accident, it it set me back. Okay. Um, everybody knew the accident wasn't my fault. The police was taking forever. Apparently, crime was bad that night. They took forever to get there. Um and like I said, my finances, they like they still weren't the best. So, you know, I have to get a rental car. I have my car has to get fixed. Um so, you know, and with that, like I really like I had a job where I was making better money, but I wasn't making enough, I would say, especially with the financial mess that I had already made. Right. So it was, I want to say maybe like a few weeks later, and I'm knowing, you know, like I have this cable bill. I'm supposed to pay this cable bill. I've been on time with paying it. I've been making sure I have money to pay it. Like, I don't even think about spending money before my bills are paid, you know. And I and at this point, like I have a set plan of how my money is divided and split up. I'm starting to really take care of what my responsibilities are because like I said in the last episode every time 
I would have a conversation about finances, it would be in the midst of an argument or somebody being upset with me. So I decided that, you know, like I said, this is where accountability comes in. You have to take a look at what are all your bills? How much do you make? What is your gross income and what is your net income? How much money do you need to put aside each paycheck to pay your bills? Making sure that all these things are in line. So at this point, like I'm at this job, this is what I'm doing. However, with me still doing X, Y, Z, I don't really have too much extra. I mean, like I have a little something, but not too much extra. And it was still all over the place. So when it came down to it, like I said, a few weeks later, you know, this, the cable bill came back and it wasn't paid. My sister, she, she got the bill. She was like, why is this not paid? You know, all of this other stuff. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm not, it's not that I'm not trying to pay the bill. I know that I need to pay the bill. But I'm just like, I'm in a tight situation right now. Like, I've missed work. I don't know how many days because of how bad my back and my neck is hurting. I'm without a car for real. I'm trying to do X, Y, Z. You know, my friend was just murdered. I have this accident. What... You know, like, my emotions were all over the place. And like I said, I wasn't trying to lack my responsibility or just feel like, no, you can't. No, I'm not going to pay this bill. It wasn't that. Like, that's not where I was. But she was so pissed about it um, that, you know, like, we got into an argument about it. And I got real upset. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um... Because she was like, if you don't pay this bill, like, I need to get out. And I'm like, I have nowhere to go. Because, for one, like, I knew people, but I didn't know that many people. And let alone anybody that I trusted, for real. So, I'm not going to, you know, I got to figure out how to pay this. But even though I was upset, um, there's one thing that, you know, I had a bunch of bills for. And those are payday loans. I, like, nobody really explained to me, I don't know why I did this, why these things were even invented, but I went and I had at least, like, three of those, okay, but I had been paying on them, paying them off, but after you pay so much of it down, you can go back and get whatever amount of money, so what I did was I went and I refinanced, I want to say, one of those loans to pay that pay that off, pay that bill, because I'm like, I can't do this. I'm like, I was pissed about it because I'm like, this is setting me back. I don't want to do this. But at the time, like, I didn't have a choice. Um, The only other issues that I guess like that, you know, that was going on was just the fact that, you know, I'm still living in the house with them and um, you know, like, and I'm still going out here and there, but, you know, eventually, like, they, eventually, like, it didn't become a thing, but also with that time of, like, me being at home and not really moving, it's like, I mean, me being, 
me being at home, not not at home, me being at home and not moving and having that time off of work, you know, they started to see like, okay, I washed the dishes, I cleaned the bathroom, I did this, you know, so those types of things, you know, started to get a little better. Um, all I knew was that, you know, things aren't going to get great or be better unless I start to do better. Right. So, um, I, that's, that's basically what clicked. Right. So at a certain point, um, I ended up losing my job because of that car accident and whatever still poor decisions I was making. And the thing about that job was, is that for one, when I had got into the car accident, they wouldn't allow me to really change my schedule. Okay. They only provided a schedule where what I wanted was a schedule where I come in at five, I get off at like one or two. They said no. The only other option I have is to come here at nine, which means I'm still going to be late every day. They didn't want to give me that. I mean, I couldn't take that. Then they turned around and gave me a schedule for me to come into work five in the morning, leave at nine, and then not return until one o'clock and get off at five. I don't know about you guys, but to me, that was the dumbest schedule that I could have ever possibly had. Reason being, by the time one o'clock gets around, I don't want to come back. I don't want to come back. So either what was happening was during that time, either I wasn't getting up on time. Then I was missing my appointments at the chiropractor and at physical therapy. And then I was also calling off the last half of my shift. So all around, regardless of, you know, just the, even if I wasn't really doing anything after work, I'm still having the problem where the schedule, me getting to my appointments, the amount of driving and the time and everything like that, me getting enough rest was a complete issue by itself. So the schedule just flat out was not working. Okay. So I ended losing I ended up losing my job when I came home and I told my mom I got fired. We laughed about it. Okay. Because we knew it was coming. Um, and yeah, it just, it, it was a thing, but you know, I, it just was what it was. So during this time, um, after I lost this job, I was like, well, you know what? I still got to make some money. I can't just sit around all day. I can't do nothing. I still got bills I got to pay, this, that, and a third, right? So I'm online. I'm looking for jobs. And then I'm also doing like DoorDash and Postmates because I'm like, at least there's some type of work I can be doing while I'm in between jobs, right? So... I'm in my car, I'm driving, I'm taking, I picked this person's food up, I'm taking it to them, 
I'm in the right lane, going straight, looking at the GPS, and I always have a phone mount in my car. This person driving a cement truck gets over in my lane and knocks me off the road. Let me repeat that. A cement truck. A cement truck. The ones that carry the asphalt to make our roads. My car started. I, I tried to get away from him. I couldn't. I'm in the right lane. I was going to go over the sidewalk. He finally moved away. The back end of my car started spinning. Luckily. The way that it went was that my car ended up rolling up onto the sidewalk. I got lodged in a telephone pole wire and there is like this little wall um, that was probably maybe like two, three feet tall. But I hit that and me being lodged in between that, that pole and that wall, I it kept me from rolling over. I was so shaken up. I couldn't even talk. Okay. There were people who stopped, who's, you know, who were behind us and seen the whole accident stop. They ran over to me. They're like, oh my God, are you okay? Um, this one lady, she was like, Do you need to call somebody? Is there anybody you want me to call? I gave her the phone. She called my mom. Um, she was at work. My mom, like the way that my mom described it when, after she got to me, she was like, I thought you were dead. Oh my God. The way the lady was screaming on the phone. I was like, no, I'm not dead. Um, but, um, my car was total at that point. So that was a whole nother thing. Okay. The accident also re-aggravated my neck and back injuries. This had probably been, this next accident probably happened, I want to say maybe six to eight months after the last one. Okay, it wasn't that, it wasn't that long. The I had called DoorDash. I'm like, I can't deliver this person's order. I just got in a car accident. I called the customer told them the same thing you know DoorDash called me back and they were like um yeah the customer they they told me that you got into an accident he just wanted to let you know that you could have his food and this and this I'm like he wouldn't get his food no way but you know because like I couldn't deliver it like it like it was but it was nice of him it was real nice of him to you know call back and you know be sympathetic and you know, show empathy towards the situation. Like it made me feel feel a little better after almost being demolished by a truck that big. Um, I had to go to the ER again, and when I came home, my family was just like, "Oh my god!" Like we're just so glad you're okay. Um, and that was that. So, um, I was left without a car. But the insurance, they were like, yeah, you have to get a rental car. And my attorney was like, yeah, you have to go to 
chiropractor and physical therapy again. And I was like, man. And then on top of that, I'm like, I'm making no money. Like, all my bills are late. And you know what? And I told my sister, I'm like, look, like, this, you know, this bill is going to be late this time. Like, we ain't got no choice. You know? Um... Also, you know, I I did find another job and I was scheduled to start. And I had no form of transportation. And because of all the the headache and everything that was going on, I you know, like I actually like I made some connections at the the job that I was fired from. And when the, the new job, I made a friend that lived out in the area where my other friend was staying. So I was like, okay, if I go stay at this friend's house for a week, can you, like, pick me up and bring me back every day? And she was like, yep. And I was like, bet. So I gave, you know, like, I stayed, I stayed, I packed, I had suitcases. I had to do, listen, I did whatever it was possible to make sure that I kept that job. I found a chiropractor's office um, that was literally like two minutes down the road from my job to make sure I still made it to my appointments. Um, I didn't do, I mean, obviously, like I wasn't going out or doing anything, but there was still downtime, like, you know, I've been in this accident, whatever. Um, Then, you know, like I didn't have a car, so... At, at a point, you know, and I couldn't save the money for a car because I was still working on my finances. So my family, they did come to me and they were like, we have to help you get a car. Um, or we're, we've decided to help you get a car. Um, it's not going to be a nice car or nothing like that. It's just something to get you to and from. And I'm like, cool. Um, I had... But up until that, like, my sister, she also, she was like, we didn't even work at the same time, but I had to be at work at, like, 5 in the morning. She would, we would get up. She would drive me all the way to my job, go to her job, and go to her job. But in order for me to get home, that means I had to sit at my job and wait for, like, three hours, in my mind, I'm like, I'm not finna sit around and wait for three hours. So, I made the choice. I was like, you know what? I'm going to take the bus home. So, I got me some bus passes. I just want y'all to know, this was not easy because, for one, i never really taken the bus before. And two, this was all the way across town. This was not like... A 30 minute maybe an hour bus ride it took me the whole three hours to get home from the west side of phoenix all the way into out you know um like the chandler area i had to take like four buses and a train okay like that was a lot just for me to get home but i would do it every day and I was like, you know what? I don't care. Like, I got to make sure I keep my job. Like, there is no there is no losing this, right? Um, so, needless to say, I began to understand and experience the importance of what it means to have something, hold on to it, and not lose it. 
especially this was one of the highest paying jobs I had. I'm like, ain't no way I can lose this, right? So eventually it got to the time, you know, they were looking online. Um, they chose the car. I didn't say a word. I was like, y'all go ahead. Y'all do what y'all do. Um, my friend knew, my mom knew a mechanic. They got me a little car. I didn't have to take the bus no more. I was working overtime, paying off my bills, doing everything I had to do. I stopped. And also, during this car accident is really when I seen who was for me and who wasn't. Okay. The people who I had been associating myself with, they stopped calling. They stopped texting. They started showing their true colors. I started to see that these people who I had been friends with, and it was only like one or two people. I've never really been the type of person to have like a large group of friends as it is. But I've mentioned this person before. And this is the same person who was like, you know what? For you to be who you need to be, I will gladly leave you alone. This was that car accident. The moment I got into this car accident, it's like he turned into a complete ghost. He vanished. Okay. Um, My life started getting better. I removed people from my circle. I stopped caring about the different things. I started focusing more on myself, what I needed to do for me and my family. I... At that point, my family started to see the changes that I was making and that I began to do better and I was doing better and I was continuing to do better. So the tension in the house, needless to say, was very limited and there was, you know, there weren't too many issues. Um, Now, when they did, when I did get this car, what I also did was I went and got a second job. And I would only work this second job maybe like on my weekends because it was a pizza delivery job. I'm not I'm not ashamed to say like I've done whatever it is I needed to do to get shit done. You know, I don't care if what the job is. I mean, I care about what it is, but. If it's something that's just going to put, you know, some money in my pocket to figure out whatever it is I need to figure out, I don't care. I'm going to do it because it's not about the job. It's about the goal that I'm trying to achieve. So no matter what it is, I will do it if it's going to bring me some form of progress or help me accomplish some sort of goal that I have. So I will go and do that. And then... I ended up meeting somebody in that process. Me and him started hanging out. And it began a relationship. Finally, well, this car that I had, um, it started causing me issues. But in the midst of it causing me issues, I had received um, like a settlement from that first car accident. And it allowed me to pay off 
those payday loans I had. It allowed me to pay my sister back for the car. It allowed me to um, clear up a lot of debt. So my bills like were were small, like they weren't as big as they were. So I was stacking. I was stacking. Okay, and continuously paying them things off. Like I didn't want, excuse me. So I, I, I began to feel like what it was like to have financial freedom and financial security. For me, that was amazing, you know, to, to feel like I actually have and I'm actually like I'm doing something. Like I know what it's like to be stable and to have money saved up, right? Um, in this relationship that I was in, like everything was cool at first. And I'm going to say at first because later on you'll find out why it wasn't. You know, we would hang out here and there, learning about him. But I was still focused. I was work focused. I was like, yeah, like we cool. We in a relationship or whatever. But I'm still focused on whatever it is I'm doing over here. You know, I really wasn't trying to lose sight of things that I had going on. But this car started giving me problems. And, of course, because of the first car, um, because of the first car, nobody was going to co-sign for me. My credit still wasn't that great. Um. So what ended up happening was my father wouldn't co-sign. I'm like, Jesus. I'm like, what am I going to do? Because not saying like, of course, everybody loves the enjoyment or the feeling of not having a car payment. But the one thing that I have understood in life is that either you're going to deal with repairs or a car payment. For me, I'm not about to take my car to the shop every other week or every two weeks. And that's what was starting to happen. I just felt like I kept running into problems and issues with this car. So it was a problem for me because it was detrimental to my survival and the other things that I needed to keep up with. So needless to say, he co-signed for the car for me, for a new car. I was very appreciative of that at the time because I'm like, I need this. You know, this is essential part of my life. Like I cannot have a car um, and living out there, you know, everything. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's in close proximity, but the things that are far like your job. Like, I don't really know too many people out there whose job is not at least 20 to 30 minutes away or some sort of event that they want to go to or anything that, you know, may be an essential part for them is 30 minutes away. It's like it's not feasible out there to be without a vehicle. So it just... It, you know, it was just one of those things. Like, my job, like I said, it was 30 minutes from home. And that's without traffic. Okay, with traffic, I'm looking at an hour, hour and a half to get to and from. Like, in the mornings, 
or going home. Like you kind of had to get creative with the ways on how to get home. But it's not it's nothing compared to Cleveland where you got all different back streets, back roads. You know how you can take this way and go up this way. No, it's not like that out there. Everything is a grid. You know, you go north or south or you go east or west. And there's maybe a few streets that you can cut down to, like, go around. But that's, like, it. There's not too many um, different scenarios where, you know, you can really beat the traffic. Okay. Um, The only way to really, like, beat the traffic was to, like, take the, was to, like, go east and jump on a freeway further up. Compared to the one further down, because further down was a hot mess. But once you pass like the downtown area, then if you hopped on the freeway, everything was cool. Maybe that's that's a hard maybe, right? Um, so tra- traffic was a struggle. Um, also during this time, I had you know living with my family too. I had started experiencing issues with my health. One thing that I feel like us as women, you know, and I think is people are starting to become more aware of it, but um, like endometriosis, I started getting like really large cysts on my ovaries and I had absolutely no idea like what was going on. I was in pain. Work wasn't working with me. Um, taking ibuprofen was like it. It wasn't helpful. Um, I was just like it was. It, it's relentless, and even to this day, like it's still kind of crazy. But like, birth control pills wasn't working for me. You know, and and then for me to be a woman, right, like potentially like one day I want to have kids for those type of issues to start happening when I'm like 21, 22 years old and no doctor like at first, like I was going to like all these different doctors. Nobody was giving me answers. Nobody was really telling me anything. They were just like very like nonchalant, not concerning, especially like as a black woman. People of color, like they, and and this is this has been like a known thing for a while, and it's still becoming an issue. But I feel like more and more people are starting to talk about it. But we do not get the proper care that we need from doctors. I felt like I was being thrown and wish washed and this and that, and you know, you're telling me like my womanhood is basically like you're like you like you don't care, like I. My my thing is, is that women care, like, there are still women out here who care about wanting to have children. It may not be right now, but we still want to have and know that our bodies are healthy. And we want to find some sort of solution or some sort of comfort in the doctors that we go see. And that is very hard to find. It's very hard to find. I can't tell you how many doctors I went to. Until one day, finally, I was like, I went to the, 
you know, I finally found a doctor who was like literally with everything that I asked for, especially because once I started experiencing this pain, it was like my legs, like the pain would go lower back, um, you know, my lower abdomen, my my legs would start hurting and shutting down. I can't I can't sit for too long because it hurts too bad. You know, one time it's like I almost fell over. It hurts to drive. It hurts to do anything for too long. Ibuprofen is not a simple solution for that. I even, you know, and then I started having issues at work because I'm like, I don't feel well enough to be here. And nobody should put their health over, like their job over their health. My health comes first. So in a sense, like, you know, I'm trying to hold on to this job. I'm trying to keep this job. Um, You know, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm going to all these doctors. It was, it was just like, it started becoming like a nightmare until, like I said, I found a doctor who actually cared and was able to give me like FMLA for the time that I had missed. And... One thing that, you know, I feel like a lot of companies, they they do, is that, you know, they're like, they put you on a point system. And once you miss so much time or whatever, like, I've even had doc- work jobs tell me, like, a doctor's note is not an acceptable form of an excused absence. And you're still going to be pointed for that. That to me is like ridiculous. Like I'm telling you, like I have a medical condition. I'm experiencing health issues. You are telling me that if I were to bring you something from a primary care physician, a OBGYN, um, what is it? I mean, like a urologist, like you don't care. Like I'm still going to get pointed. Like what kind of sense does that make? It's like it's inhumane, but those were some of the things like I was beginning to experience during this time. And it just made me like, just feel awful because I'm like, I worked so hard to get to a better position in life after everything that like I had went through all the progress that I made friends lost, you know, really trying to figure out like a family dynamic and doing this and doing that and working all these hours and, everything and you're telling me like I'm capable of losing this job because I'm experiencing health issues that that is something completely you know with on on its own it is completely inhumane for a job to sit up here and tell you yeah you're gonna get fired for going to the doctor yeah but anyways, like I said, my doctor, he he did give me FMLA because at a certain point, like, it was just too much for me to, it was, it was simply, at, at times, it was too much for me to sit at a desk all day and be in excruciating pain like that, especially with no, nothing working. Like, birth control pills didn't work. I wasn't going to get an IUD, especially after all the horror stories I heard about it. I wasn't getting the shot. My doctor even didn't 
told me, he was like, I don't want to give you that shot because, like, I can't take it back. If it don't work, it just doesn't work. So I ended up going with um, a next Panine. And for those who don't know what that is, it is a implant that they place in your arm. Um, and it lasts for three years. Now, my take on it is, is that I haven't had my personal experience with the next Panine is that um, I do experience having some periods, but little to no pain. Okay, so I don't get cramps as bad as I did. Um, if I do, it's here or there. It's nothing that that's too crazy. I love the fact that, you know, I don't have to constantly go get a refill. But the flip side to that is, is that I don't want to be on birth control. I don't want to have to. But my I couldn't physically do the things that I actually need to do without having it. Um is the 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 pain that you know that the cyst and that whatever it is if I even do have endometriosis because honestly I don't even know like I I don't cuz they they tell you that there's no real way to actually diagnose it right um unless they go and cut you open and my thing is you're not going to cut me open just to tell me what's wrong you should be able to do that without me having to go through anesthesia and all of that and you know and then also you know they have there's a very thin line between pcos and endometriosis because at first I was misdiagnosed with PCOS then they're telling me endometriosis that's that's something that that happens it's very real and it's not like nobody's well educated on the topics of what it is that people are experiencing especially women with these sorts of things don't get me wrong like I feel like there's more there's other things more than other but every conversation that I've had with other women about this is that you know some people are just like you know there is no real way to to tell what exactly is wrong so for me I would much rather prefer to not have some sort of medicine in my body but I don't know any other alternative and if there is another alternative I haven't learned about it and I haven't found what works for me yet. So as of right now, like I just have the next one on because that's what works for me. And that's, that's just it. So as I'm living with my family, um, excuse me, those are some of the things that happened, you know, while I was there trying to restructure and rebuild and regrow my life. Um, I will continue this on next week's episode and we can go from there. If you have followed on Instagram and Facebook or you have not, it is I am who I am, double underscore R-U-U. If there's more topics that you want to talk about, 
Um, you can always like and comment or send me an email at I am who I am. Are you at gmail.com? Love you guys. See you next Thursday at two.